Welcome to the Dr. Lori Morris podcast, where she interviews experts in health and science, sharing their expertise so you can live your healthiest life. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by Fit Vegan Coaching, the world's leading whole food plant-based body recomposition program for Gen X and baby boomers. Founded by Maxime, whose personal journey began after losing his ex-fiance to breast cancer, Fit Vegan Coaching is on a mission to disease-proof the world through the transformative power of plant-based eating and fitness. This program is the Rolls Royce of plant-based coaching, offering all-inclusive services, personalized plans, world-class accountability, lifelong support, and more. Say goodbye to the yo-yo dieting and embrace a lasting transformation that will rev up your metabolism even post-transformation. Ready to take charge of your health and vitality? Head over to fitvegan.ca, that's fitvegan.ca, and mention Dr. Lori for exclusive bonus savings when you sign up. Don't miss this opportunity to join the movement towards a healthier, fitter, and more vibrant you. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by The Healing Kitchen, your path to vibrant health. Immerse yourself in the transformative program, guided by the combined expertise of myself, Dr. Lori Marbus, and Chef Brittany Giroudi, who has lost 70 pounds on a whole food plant-based diet. Here's what's in store for you. Virtual weekly sessions. Engage in an immersive 60-minute virtual session every single week, where you'll delve into the world of wholesome plant-based goodness right from your own kitchen. Cooking with Brittany the first half hour. Unleash your inner chef as you're captivated by Chef Brittany Giroudi's culinary mastery that will delight your taste buds and nourish your body. Medical Q&A with Dr. Lori the last half hour. Prioritize your well-being during the second half hour. I will personally address your medical inquiries, providing evidence-based insights and personalized advice, empowering you to make informed choices for your health. So join us on the Healing Kitchen to help you step into a healthier and most vibrant future. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis. And today I'm welcoming back an old and dear friend, Katie Rines. How are you today? Woohoo! Oh, I'm so grateful and excited and warm. <laughs> <laughs> warm in your home, not outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 A, a little chilly up there in Colorado yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's freezing out <laughs> but uh, it's interesting the benefits of cold exposure as well like I've been getting outside trying to get exposed to the sunlight when the sun comes up to help with my sleep and my melatonin and everything and um yeah when it's negative two degrees out going for a walk outside it definitely wakes me up it's better than coffee I'll tell you that it's uh yes I've uh, been through I'll never forget the first time I moved to rifle and it was like negative 12 out and that was without you know the wind chill and I was like oh heavens it hurts to breathe (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and now I've been coming from uh, Virginia that was our first winter in Colorado I was like oh my goodness so well let's get started here can we talk a little bit about your story and like how you found the plant-based world and that can maybe lead to your occupation as being a registered dietitian there are so many different aspects of my story that piled together that really led to where I am today it's um, never just one thing, right? People get a taste of it here and a taste of it there. And finally it's like, oh, it all comes together. So 
for me, it was actually my sister watching the Avatar movie with the blue people. <laughs> and she, for environmental reasons, wanted to be more connected to the earth and went vegetarian. And our favorite movie growing up was Clueless. Have you seen Clueless with Alicia Silverstone? Yes. The best. It's like our favorite chick flick. And of course, Alicia Silverstone happens to be this incredible plant-based advocate mm. and had one of the earliest cookbooks out, The Kind Diet. And purchasing this for my sister here, I said over and over, I could never go vegan. <laughs> I love me some grilled cheese. I love ice cream. I was working at an ice cream store at the time. And I was eating a lot of ice cream. Like this is me in high school. Like, oh, I hope that, you know, there's mistakes so that I can eat the mistakes working at an ice cream store. Um, but it said at the very beginning of this cookbook that I purchased my sister, Alicia Silverstone said, what if I told you that if you chose non-dairy ice cream instead of dairy ice cream, you would be reversing global warming, reversing your acne, improving your, like literally every chronic disease. You know, she went over all of these things that you're going to benefit if you choose non-dairy instead of dairy. And I knew the universe was speaking to me when I was just, I, it was the first page in her book and I was working at an ice cream store. Um, and that was before it took me a long time. I think that was March, 2010. And finally, in 2011, I was just, I was also working at a yoga studio and reading about mindfulness around eating and how that has to do with just your yoga practice, being mindful in general. Where is this food coming from? Is this food healthy for me? So every time I would eat my ice cream, I would eat, <laughs> eat whatever, you know, cheese, meat. Um, it slowly just the universe kept knocking on my door being like, hello, are you going to make this switch here? And finally, as a New Year's resolution, January 1st, 2011, I pledged on PETA.com. I did this like 21 day challenge to go vegan. And I was very convinced that I was going to be miserable. I was going to eat dirt and grass for 21 days. <laughs> I was like really concerned. And my mom looked up, uh, vegetarian restaurants in the Boston area and it just turns out that this tiny little macrobiotic organic cafe was in the town over and that same day January 1st 2011 I went there and I had the most divine meal had never heard of quinoa or kale before and <laughs> I had I had a quinoa kale bowl like can you remember when quinoa and kale were not popular at all like the, this was a time in both of our lives where it's like wait what is kale um now it's like so trendy but um yeah I had the most divine meal and I said to them right there I said okay I need to work here I want to meet the people that come here I want to meet the people that work here I want to learn how to cook like this and I quit my job at the ice cream store. And of course, people that came to that restaurant starting to work there, they would say every day, oh my gosh, I used to have cancer. And now I come here and I take my wheatgrass shots or, oh my gosh, I used to have diabetes and all of this stuff. And that inspired me to study nutrition in college. And of course, going to college, they were saying uh, three cups of milk every day, make sure to have a cup of milk with every meal. Does anybody think that they eat a half a cup of beans? And, eat, like, and I felt so alone, so frustrated and alone throughout college. 
I was like, wait, what do you mean people are not eating any beans? Like I eat lots of beans. <laughs> like what? Like it was crazy feeling like, oh, that's a whole nother story. But on top of, I'm almost done. I feel like this is quite yeah, the one. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> I um on top of me being inspired by my sister and the environmental impact and Alicia Silverstone and working at this restaurant, there was also an insecurity component that I was working on. I really did feel like if I could be skinnier, if I could be um, eating less, I was more beautiful. I was doing whatever I can to be as I thought skinnier and eating less equated to healthier when I was in high school. And I was trying to eat as little as possible, really. I was trying to just be, I thought it was healthy. And I lost my menstrual cycle thinking, and yeah, I was prescribed birth control. Nobody ever diagnosed me with an eating disorder, anything like that. It was just like, oh, Katie's small. Like that's just how she is. She's just not getting her menstrual cycle anymore. Meanwhile, I was really, yeah, I was really insecure. And I, definitely had to do with under eating and over exercising and like my attempt to do what the magazines were telling me to do you know have your 1200 calorie day and make sure to burn this many calories every day and all of this stuff so um I really with my company that I started a few years ago it's rooted in self-love it's rooted in empowerment um, whether people are trying to lose weight and get off of their medications or they're suffering from, yeah, not having a menstrual cycle, disordered eating tendencies, maybe binging, maybe purging, maybe not, you know, anorexia. Um, either way, I think both camps could use some support around feeling they have the mindset tools to really, really feel confident without relying on external circumstances. So that's been really, really fun. Um, and yeah, I definitely, especially throughout my time in college, I was not about to just work for any random dietitian job. Like I'm not just going to be in, in in the hospital um, working with other, uh, uh, I don't want to say outdated. I, I just am very inspired by more innovative approaches to use uh, plant-based nutrition to help reverse disease rather than what I was taught in school. Oh yeah, this can be managed with this. No, no, no. I'm like, hello, <laughs> these things can be reversed. I grew up working at this place where people were coming into this better than a hospital cafe <laughs> mm -hmm. to get the medicine. So um, I'm really, really blessed that I have quite the perspective of, uh, of innovation and hope that a lot of people just maybe aren't, um, aren't aware of that is possible the plant-based diet so I'm so grateful for you I'm so grateful for the resources that you provide helping people see that it is possible it really really is possible to get to the root cause and heal things rather than yeah just simply manage and stack more medications as time goes on it doesn't have to be that way no it doesn't and can I ask a more personal question as to what do you think the trigger was in your own life to feel so, so insecure that you started, you know, trying to manipulate? What was that external pressure? I'm just so curious about that. Oh, totally. So back in high school, I, uh, I, my, my high school boyfriend, I felt like he was 
a year older than me. He was really popular. He had a lot of really beautiful friends. And I compared myself to other women. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my boobs aren't big enough. My butt's not big enough. Like, I'm not... I would really compare myself to other women and I so badly wanted to prove myself to myself that I was good enough for him. Mm. Um, it felt like if I wasn't, I, I wanted to be an Abercrombie model. I was like, if I'm going to be good enough to date like a popular football player, I need to be an Abercrombie model. <laughs> like, mm. I need to be a model. Like I really want to be, it wasn't ingrained in my heart that I was intrinsically good enough for him. Like, I felt like if I could take a good photo, if I could like be skinny enough, if I could look good in a bathing suit, then he could show me off to his friends and be like, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm dating this chick. Um, mm. So it really came from, yeah, this, this comparison. Um, and also I will say it's interesting. I've never been asked this before, but like thinking about it, um I wasn't exactly like monkey see monkey do I have memories of my mom looking in the mirror and just kind of beating herself up you know not allowing she would be like oh yoga pants are not for me you know like mm -hmm. and I was very much praised for my smallness mm -hmm. and it was very important whether it was like visiting my grandma like visiting whoever um the first thing was, wow, you look good. You look so good. It felt like looks were very important. Looks made me worthy. My looks made me special. Like I felt like that specialness, especially going through puberty. I was, I was, I'm kind of younger. My birthday's in October. Um, I hit puberty when I was later. Like I didn't get my period till I was like 14. Um, and I didn't want to lose my smallness. Mm. I was the small, cute one. I was like, I'm not, if I'm not a double zero pant size, then oh, I'm losing my specialness. <laughs> like I really wow. wanted to hold on to that so badly. I did not mm. want to be bigger than a double zero. No way. Oh my head. Uh, well, you're, uh, when in October is, because mine's the 28th. <laughs> I'm October 3rd. Awesome. Okay, perfect. That's fun. That's and I was almost 16 before I got my period. That really? Was like three months before my 16th birthday. I'll never forget that. That was wow. quite a shock. So curious, um, you know, so I'm, you know, just filling the story how we met was at, in Florida and you came to work with me um, as we were running uh, Dr. Furman's Health Oasis, which was only open for like six or seven months. And all the crazy chaos that occurred after that. But um, that was a great time for us to spend a few weeks together. And we really got to hone in on some things. We had a lot of fun. And so I think, you know, that was back in, that's been almost seven years now. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> that was some wow. crazy times. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, so tell us, you know, so you, you're doing registered dietitian. What is your approach with someone who comes to work with you? Um, in name of your company? Yeah, my company is called Feed Your Power. So not only are we, of course, making sure you're fundamentally optimized with nutrition foundations, making sure everybody, I know it's winter here, get your vitamin D, like making sure you're optimized there, having balanced meals, but really with an even uh, more important foundation, the foundation of self-love, the foundation of empowerment. 
the foundation of that relationship with these action steps that you're taking these the relationship that you have with yourself the relationship that you have with food we're feeding that right so my program, there's three tiers to it. The Feed Your Power program, the Becoming an Empowered Eater <laughs> online course. And um, we, we start off with really, really diving into your relationship with yourself and having practices, having tools, having this, because it's not something that wouldn't we all like to have on the to-do list? Like, oh, I loved myself today. Like, yep, got that done. <laughs> like I did the, I ate my broccoli. I did the workout, but these opportunities to practice self-love, these opportunities to witness, oh my gosh, my inner voice is beating me up right now. A lot of people, that's like the water that they're swimming in and they don't even see it. We're not even aware. So getting an opportunity to have somebody to hold you accountable for really having a voice of acknowledgement, a voice of pride, a voice of, oh my gosh, it's okay. Especially as women, I think that sometimes, um, at least I was growing up, you know, you're either too polite or too quiet or you're too much or you're too, there's all of these voices. So I'm like going off about the, the first foundation, but yeah, this is a really, really big piece is the mindset piece of feed your power. And then um, of course the nutrition tier, but then lastly, I was living in an organic farm for a couple of years. It's so, so, so important. The environmental aspect of what we're choosing to eat. I came across yesterday, um, apparently a regeneratively grown carrot is like 200 times more nutritionally dense than a conventionally grown carrot. Like it's, and it makes sense to me because if you compare the minerals, if you compare what's actually available in the soil for these plants to grow, how are you, how are we really going to feed the world with heavily sprayed? It's just, oh, so doing what we can to support I know that this is not at this time, it's not available to everyone. Like we're very privileged if you can afford and choose organic, but um, from an environmental standpoint, reducing our intake of meat, reducing our intake of certain things and being more mindful of uh, what we're choosing, not only for our own health, but for the health of the planet. Um, I educate about that as well. How can we take this from a sustainability standpoint for ourselves? Not only are we, reversing destruction of the environment but we're also reversing our biological age yeah so working with dr longo as well part-time at his create cures foundation i've learned a lot about oh my gosh reversing your biological age it also happens to reverse cancer and every chronic disease so um being able to track that and see okay we really really can as women later in life confidently have healthy babies when we're doing this it's so, so, so fun. So yeah, that's Feed Your Power. And um, yeah, I would love if anybody is curious about that, I would love to support anybody out there. And of course, with the Create Cures Foundation, people really struggling with uh, a terminal cancer diagnosis, these like really ex scary diagnoses. Um, I help people with their treatment in combination with treatment different fasting protocols. And usually this involves a fasting mimicking diet approach, which is really, really amazing. It's been shown to be even better than a water fast because when you're water fasting, you could be depleting your healthy gut microbes, right? So you might actually be 
And when it comes to like nutrient deficiencies and losing muscle, whereas with a fasting mimicking diet, it does come with supplements and you are eating some food and of course getting in some fiber to get into that fasted state while still preventing deficiencies, holding on to your muscle and holding on to your gut bacteria. And it's been amazing to get to see the results working with people with that. Cool. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, so you speak to the foundation of your, your company and the, this first tier of mindfulness and self-empowerment. What are some of the exercises that you tell women to do in order to understand that? Because it's intellectually, it makes sense. But to actually have someone understand how to actually do that and comprehend it is a whole nother level. So what is your work? Yeah. Doing? Well, one very basic like thing that everyone can do right now is just practicing that awareness. So there's actually, there's a lot of different apps for this. Actually, you don't even need to download an app, but I like the app called High Future Self. It's like a free, silly kind of app. And just having a timer go off every hour with whatever mantra lands well with you that's like I am beautiful no matter what or like whatever affirmation you feel like you're needing or that feels good um and I'll, I'll talk with my clients about this like okay what it because they, they will always come with me come to me with a belief and we reframe that belief of like uh I don't know what's an example um, like I, I need to lose this amount of weight to go to the beach or something like that and creating a, a reality that, Hey, that's not the truth. That is absolutely not the truth. A lot of people feel beautiful in their own skin and they weigh whatever, like relying on these external circumstances before you can feel confident. That's, that's over. We're, we're done with that. You know, <laughs> what really needs to change for you to be able to feel confident right now and coming to the realization, like, Oh, it's my own it's my own awareness. It's my own focus. It's my own belief. So reframing that belief, like I can go to the beach and be sexy and empowered right now. Maybe that would be the thing that they're reminded of every hour. Mm. And this can easily be, and I recommend that they have this set up with an app or something because it can be so easy to get off the call with me and just instantly have that voice get so loud, right? That voice that they've turned up the volume to for years. Of course, it's going to take some accountability, some reminding, some. And I like to use the analogy of brushing your teeth. Like, of course, we brush our teeth, right? It's just something that we do. It's something that we do to take care of ourselves. It's not anything. It's like, oh, no, I need to brush my teeth. What am I going to do? Like, people relate that to going to the gym. It's like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um so when we were younger, though, I think we must have had, hopefully, a, a good caretaker that was able to say, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Did you brush your teeth? Like holding us accountable. And that's kind of like what I do and what an app like this can do. It's like, hey, where's your mindset at? Where's your mindset at? Where's your mindset at? And eventually it becomes a no brainer. Eventually it becomes like, wait, I don't have to... Uh, flex this self-love anymore like it it actually becomes something that um it happens naturally because they're really aware of it and then they're able to like fully grasp it and try it on with that sort of reminder um and there's a lot of other things too that I could recommend but I think that's a really easy one that um 
if people are really struggling with their relationship with themselves, having that awareness and being reminded, hey, <laughs> come back <laughs> is really, really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, I'd say there's two things there that really hit home <clears throat> is uh, there's a book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And so basically what you're speaking to is changing the dialogue or changing the script that you allow yourself to hear. And so he does some really interesting research. He has an app called Self Plus Talk or Self Talk Plus. And right. his research, he goes way back. Um, he, when he's first, he started out, uh, he's a linguist basically was his original research. And he started playing uh, well, he started thinking his concept was, you know, just like the language that we're speaking, English here is culturally der derived and taught, right? So is the language of how we speak, that voice, that chitter chatter that goes on in our in our lives. And what was interesting, <clears throat> he's like, this is a program and you can change the program. That's kind of what you're referring to. But he's, he made some recordings of himself talking to himself because he said he needed to lose about 50 pounds. And he was just like, let me change my, what I'm listening to. So he, it was like, I am healthy. I feed myself nutritious things. They're I am statements, right? And he played them in the background just while he was in the morning, like 10 minutes shaving and stuff like that. And he said over 10 weeks, he lost like 58 pounds and wow. did nothing else. So he yeah. started making obviously different choices because you're not just going to magically lose 58 pounds. But what was mm -hmm. interesting, his wife who also, you know, it's like, getting ready in the morning she was listening to it as well she lost 25 pounds <laughs> so, I call that positive collateral damage right so that's that's the other thing the other piece I think is really powerful is the powerful awareness moment right so kind of like the power of now by Eckhart Tolle really speaks to when you really want to shut off the the chatter like you said someone jumps off the phone with you the volume's turned up high just coming into the awareness of the moment. And that's kind of what you're telling them, right? Is you're aware of the chatter that it's not them, right? It's just, it's a, it's the ego speaking, but stepping back and being aware, you could be aware of brushing your teeth, right? You could be aware anytime you want in these mindful moments that takes you out of the chatter. Cause once you can't, that chatter can't progress if you're being aware and mindful in your current moment. So that's really powerful. So that's great. Gosh, yeah. And there's actually a step before this. Like there's there's a lot, there's a lot of tools that I provide my clients. Yeah. But the initial, like the free initial consultation, I always ensure that we're really, really crystal clear on the vision, on the goals. So I like to play this game of, all right, let's pretend it's been a year and all your health goals are accomplished, right? And we play this game and I it helps to prevent the um because if you're if you're thinking about the future as if it hasn't happened yet, often we have this part of our brain that can easily say, oh, that's not possible or like, oh, that, you know, that. But if we pretend like we're already there, like really, really, really pretend like we're already there. How does that feel like what? Mm -hmm. what and then I'm like, how did you do that? How did you? And they're like, oh, well. I, you know, <laughs> I've been going to yoga and I've been, and they're able to really paint this picture. And sometimes they're not actually, sometimes people are really, really in a dark place and it's really hard for them to create and be creative. And like, and that's what I'm here for. Right. Mm -hmm. But without this clear vision, 
just like you were saying, it's it's going to be um, almost impossible, right, to think that self-hate and just uh, really, really being so aware of the negatives and what we're trying to to stop, like that's going to be hard to get to a new place when you're so uh, in the depths of what's happening in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're so, allowing their chatter, their their beliefs to drown them, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's not even being mindful. It's just being overwhelmed by emotions and worries and stuff. So what you're you're allowing them to do is create a new future self so that they can speak to it just like it was another person. Totally. And what you're touching on is so important. I feel like wow this is bringing up a lot of just my journey like I've come so far and it's crazy if I can do this if I can feel confident in my skin like I I really think anyone can and I I'm so excited but anyways this voice in our head that we're talking about right reframing these beliefs I love that you touched on how important the the awareness piece is because it's not exactly about um, being in control of our thoughts and always being in this like I'm so positive I'm so beautiful like all the time of course not we're here to practice being aware and really giving all those thoughts a hug even the thoughts that are like oh I hate that I'm thinking this like oh you know taking all of those layers and just being aware of them and being like wow I see all those layers there I see that I see you I, I love the story of like how the Buddha became Buddha it's like hello, doubt, come in, have tea with me. Just being aware that you're even feeling doubt, that you're, you're, that in itself, it's like, oh, doubt, that's what you are, hi. (laughs) But do you see how you're speaking to, to, so there's the thoughts, which are not you, Mm -hmm. you are the one are watching, you're the one aware, you're the one that's seeing as you step back from the feelings and the thoughts that is the true being of you. And I think that's the beautiful thing is that once you travel this journey yourself, you start seeing other people that way, right? That there, yeah. there's something, there's a being like Katie's being behind your beautiful eyes and your hair and your skin mm-hmm. internal that you and I are connected. And together in this moment, we're having a great conversation. And that's the joy of once you find and ground yourself, that awareness that you are so much more than these crazy thoughts that are running around because you're not those thoughts. You are mm-hmm. the being watching the thoughts. And so that's really powerful. That's good. Yeah. So what do you, when you mentioned the relationship to food, what are your most common things that you're seeing with young women, especially in this relationship with food? Like how are these things starting? So maybe someone who, you know, mentioned you want to help people who have babies, like what are those things in childhood that maybe a parent can help or young women listening to this, maybe they'll help them like have an aha moment about understanding relationships with food. Yeah. Oh man. So this comes first of all, starting with our own visualization and I have a journal prompt. I really love doing with my clients. Uh, if you had a daughter someday, what would you hope that they feel when they look at a plate of cookies you know what would you hope that they feel going into a party going into the holidays going into uh try on a new shirt at the store 
how would you hope your daughter feels in these moments and getting really crystal clear on that getting really crystal clear on that vision because once we're really clear on that then we can start being the role model mm. being able to love ourselves that much like we would love our daughters mm. yeah. and that helps a lot because hey if you um yeah if you were like really looking at a plate of cookies beating yourself up like oh no I shouldn't be eating these or putting just like you said right we put these things on a pedestal we talked about this last time everyone listened to my my interview with Dr. Marvis I um we talked about this um this cognitive dietary restraint how it can actually be a lot more harmful and unhealthy mentally and just as time goes on probably going to want to binge on those cookies if you keep um, putting them on such a pedestal. So um, yeah, number one, really get clear on what it looks like for someone you love, someone that you care for so much, whether it be envisioning a daughter or a best friend, how do you hope that they feel around food? And then um, doing our best to model that, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, how I wonder if I would be I would be different with my relationship with myself and with food. Yeah, if my role models were really embodied, like really just like loving their bodies, like loving themselves no matter what, uh, no matter how bloated, no matter what they ate, um, if that really wasn't a thing that was talked about growing up, uh, I feel like my life could be different. And I'm excited to help create a new paradigm where moms are just loving themselves <laughs> and mm -hmm. showing their kiddos like what that looks like and that's okay mm -hmm. no it's that's powerful messaging is modeling right because kids <clears throat> are definitely watching more than they're listening it's just the way it goes and so I think you're you're very serious that's a that's a very good point so how do we look at food so for example like you mentioned a cookie and suddenly there's a host of emotions right some people like you mentioned might feel guilty they might feel stressed they might feel like oh I really want it because it's a craving I deserve it right mm -hmm. so you know speaking to foods and I and I think it really helps I used to always hear people were much further along the awareness path than I ever was at that point anyway and say there's no bad or good foods. And I appreciate what that they mean by that now, by this judgment piece versus when you kind of aware of who you are and what you want for yourself as a human, you will just naturally, I think, drift towards healthier foods because you want healthier foods in the sense that they, you know, decrease risk right. for chronic disease and things. And these are in, and now violence and you know, thinking about the environment and all these things, because you become more aware of everything. It's not just yourself in this practice. You become aware of everything that you're involved with every day. And mm -hmm. when you start that with that with someone, how do you help? What is that first bit to understand how do they break this bond with this, whatever it is? Totally. So with each client is so different. Sometimes it does look like doing some inner child work, like really dredging up some beliefs that are really 
ingrained that are not necessarily the truth like is this is this belief really empowering having them realize that these actions these uh these fears are actually um not something that were chosen in, from an empowered place these are actually indoctrinated from whether it be advertising or you know whatever these beliefs that they're created that is allowing them to live in stress around these foods um but something that uh i actually yeah i help people live in alignment with their values mm. and getting really clear on what those values are and i love people like some people oh my gosh i value trying new foods and experiencing new foods and i value um connection with my family and and i value enjoying my grandma's cookies like that's amazing fantastic i love that for you i think that's so healthy and fantastic and thinking about oh my gosh i really value my health and my blood sugar levels it's like okay so we get really really crystal clear on you living in alignment with your values mm -hmm. which in each moment what what value are you going to take a stand for are you feeling like you really want to be committed to mm -hmm. from a place of true choice and freedom and empowerment no value is better or worse right it's like really about your life so um yeah I think it totally is possible as well to value your health of course and value trying new foods and things and then going into these these different opportunities of trying new foods um it's beautiful to get to have this awareness with ourselves okay what what feels most empowering for me right now what feels most loving for me hmm. and instead of choosing because blah 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 because of this because of that it's like oh I choose because I choose <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's there's really... wisdom there's wisdom in using values but in, in the in the heat like you're describing the heat of the moment of the decision turning inward and saying let your heart speak to you as to you know plus you're taking that mindful piece you're not letting these overwhelming cravings or like you're stepping back and going in my current state where's my heart telling me what my mind might be telling me one thing the crazy thoughts but what does your heart tell you right so that's great because that brings you back to your center and to your values that's very powerful for people yeah I really hope that made sense and that lands for people that it's yeah you're making a beautiful empowered choice and this can be like whoa what do you mean especially <laughs> my people trying to get off diabetes med medications really trying to they're like, what do you mean I can eat an ice cream cone? I'm like, yeah, there's going to be some consequences probably, you know, with your blood sugar, eating that ice cream cone. And if it's really important to you, like going on that date and enjoying that ice cream cone, like you do that, you make that choice, of mm -hmm. course. And mm -hmm. often they'll say like, yeah, I had a couple of licks and I threw it out. Like I, mm -hmm. I got my value, like I, I, from, from a real place of like, I can and I don't want to, or they do, or they don't, they don't even have the ice cream cone. Like, it's really interesting once you have the freedom to choose and feel excited about that, what that looks like, rather than being a victim to like, oh, I have to do this, or I'm not allowed to do that. It's like, wait, 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 <laughs> you actually are fully allowed <laughs> to do whatever you want at all yeah. times. Absolutely. Um, and then don't feel guilty because you're trying to live to a specific perfection dogma 
reminds me of when um, you're raising kiddos and they, uh, people go, well, how do I transition everyone to a plant-based? I was like, well, at home, you're plant-based, but when they go out, you allow them the choice. And guess mm -hmm. what? They're going to learn the consequences and our tummy's going to be upset. They're not going to feel well. And before you know it, they start making different and healthier choices because you've given them space to live a life and, you know, function and do their things in society. So this is, that's been great. I know, I think, are we running out of time or you need to go? Cause I'm like, I think we hit our time zone. Okay. I mean, I, I do have, have a time in like 12 minutes, but yeah, okay. I, okay. I could sit down for another 10 minutes. Yeah. All right. Cause I was like, Oh, I think she's <laughs> so thanks to everyone for listening to that, but well, let's try to bring it into, you know, the home stretch here. Tell me what is your most valuable thing that you would like everyone to get from this message today? Like, what is your heart of hopes, you know, that you'd like to I say? so, 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 so hope that people can look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I'm amazing. I love myself. I, without needing anything outside of them to change, this is something that is so healing. I don't mm -hmm. think I mentioned that I actually got my period the same day I had my first kiss. Mm -hmm. And when I became jealous and insecure, I lost my period. Love is the absolute foundation of health <laughs> mm -hmm. for me. And I think for everybody, I think that this voice, it might be small. It might be, um, you know, maybe not aware of it, but any opportunity to turn up the volume to pride to uh, acknowledging ourselves it's really really easy especially in society we uh, we glorify productivity and we glorify being busy which fantastic I love it you know being empowered getting these things done that we're excited about amazing and let yourself rest you know <laughs> let yourself truly have fun it, let your pleasure be prioritize let your peace be so prioritized because you don't have to do anything to deserve that to deserve that rest to deserve that peace oh mm -hmm. yeah I yeah really it's hope just the, that's a fantastic thing it's a kind of a yin and yang of life right so you're busy but you have to also be willing to receive rest and relaxation because that empowers you and gives you energy to do next it's it's the ups and downs and like things will come and things will come <laughs> it's just the way it yeah. is yeah and i'm up. here preaching this because i need to hear it the most <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's interesting these experts these people who um yeah we teach what we need to learn the most mm -hmm. i think like i really created this because i i needed this you know i wish i had this for myself when i was younger so uh, that's yeah great. Well, well thank you katie so much for being with us and sharing I'm excited for everyone to take part in whatever you're offering in your services. So I think they have a lot of, uh, it's a safe place to grow and experiment and have someone holding their hand and accountable as you're mentioning. So thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for you. Oh man, you are such an angel in so many ways. Yeah. Thank you for being so amazing. It's an honor to get to be here speaking with you. And I hope people really did get, uh, some empowerment out of this and feel really, really excited going forward. Awesome. Awesome. See all the links below, everyone. Thanks for listening.